Hello, and welcome to the Resilient Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly West, and with over 25 years in healthcare and the coaching and wellness space, I know how the stress and overwhelm of life can become our downfall. My hope for this podcast is to bring you real-life strategies and stories of resilience to help you gather the wisdom, strength, and insight that lies within your soul already. Make no mistake, you are here for a reason. Sometimes you just need a guide to help you see that truth. Now let's get to it and transform your burnout to bliss. Hello, and welcome to the Resilient Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly West, and today I have my good friend, Christy Gomez, joining me today. Um, she is a second grade teacher from Houston, Texas. She is also a certified breathwork facilitator. That's how we met through our facilitator training. And she is just here today to talk to us a little bit about her story and background about overcoming challenges, building resilience, and how she was able to go through that. So welcome, Christy to the podcast. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited of to be course, here. Of course, of course. I'm excited to have you. So if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and, you know, kind of what you're building and who you serve or looking to serve. Yeah. So I actually started out in the makeup industry. I got a job at Mac when I was 18, my very first job. I was with them for 10 years, worked at the Mac store in Houston, Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, and Dallas, Texas. And loved it, but obviously after 10 years, you know, wanted a new challenge. So when I was living in Dallas, I decided to go into teaching. I realized that while I was at Mac, my favorite thing was teaching and, you know, how to do makeup as opposed to selling. Mm -hmm. So I decided to get into teaching, couldn't find a job in Dallas at all, and did not want to move back home. Like, did not. Like, that was the last resort. But after a year of not finding a teaching job, that's what I had to do. So I just had to like take a leap of faith and just move back home and decided to see what's there and hopefully pray that I got a job. And I'm so glad that I did because I got a job a month later. I think it's been really good. And obviously during the pandemic year, which kind of threw everybody into a loop, mm-hmm. it just really gave me time to kind of reassess what I really wanted out of life and to see what was working in my life and what was not working. And I found Samantha Skelly on the Manifestation Babe podcast. And everything she was saying was just music to my ears. It was like, yes, I've been feeling this way too. Yeah, um, amazing. <laughs> amazing, yeah. And Catherine too. Um, oh, yeah. And so Samantha was doing like a free breath work live. So I was like, oh, let's check it out. Never had experienced anything like that. Tingles all over my body and just felt super calm and relaxed. Like I had drinks and wine. So kept following her, learning more about breath work. And I got an email saying that she was doing a breath work facilitator training. And something immediately in me was like, I got to do that. But then of course I was like, what? Like to be a facilitator, to do this? Like what? This is so not you, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was just something in me, I was just like, I got to do this. I don't know why. Yeah. And so I took another leap of faith and joined the program. And it was so amazing in that time where you're not seeing the outside world to still connect with people from all over the world. Like I, you know, we have people from Australia, Ireland, San Diego, Canada. So it was really, really amazing to not only meet other people from all over the world, but to kind of go on a healing journey with them too. And to really connect on a deep level 
with them too, which was really incredible. I'm so thankful that I had that experience during the pandemic. I think it would have been different outside yeah. had it not been during that year. But I think Absolutely. it was 10 times more meaningful that it was during that year. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so Breathworkers helped me take down the stress and feel calm the nervous system mm-hmm. to feel safe. I know burnout is a lot, it's a big deal with teachers. So hoping that next year I can kind of facilitate some workshops with, with the teachers at my school. Yeah, that's beautiful. I oh, know, I was gonna say, because they're big on mental health. Oh, yeah. But then they keep piling on more work. So Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's a huge issue, you know, all over. We see it in healthcare too. you know, my background in nursing, yeah. and it's certainly a huge issue with healthcare providers as well. So it's been a challenging year for everybody. Can you take us back? You were talking about a couple different times when you were in Dallas. And also then, you know, when you were thinking about doing the certification facilitation program, and you talked about a leap of faith, what was kind of going through your head? Do you recall in those times and instances, like, what were the emotions, the struggle like what was kind of coming up for you when you felt like okay this is the time I need to make a leap of faith bridge that for us and how do you make that leap from when you're in that challenging situation saying I need to make the leap of faith because I think a lot of people you know have a hard time making that leap right and so for those of us that have made the leap how do you go from that to do that yeah at the time I was living in Dallas like I said and I was doing makeup for anyone Marcus Mm-hmm. And it was a time when they were kind of firing a lot of people for not making mm-hmm. their goals because that mm-hmm. was kind of the start of the downfall of retail when everyone was buying online and not really coming into the store. Mm-hmm. So a lot of firings were happening. And I was like, it was just a moment where it's just like, it's got to be now. If they fire me and I'm not getting a teaching job, what am I going to do? Yeah. So it's kind of like I have no other option, really. Right. <laughs> um, so I kind of got pushed in that direction as opposed to me making the decision for myself. But I'm, you know, I'm glad it kind of happened because I wouldn't have taken that leap of faith. I would have just stayed, no, I'll find something. For sure. Was that different for when you made the leap of faith going into the facilitator program? Was that a different kind of like feeling inside you or was it also a similar kind of push into that? No, it was a different push. I feel like when I moved to Houston to get a teaching job, I feel like it was like, like sink or swim, like it's now or never. But um, I feel like with the leap of faith with the facilitator program, it was more exciting. Mm. It was just like, kind of like unconsciously, like this is, I've always wanted to do something in this realm, even though I didn't know what breath work and facilitating, I didn't even know what that was. But it was like, my soul was like, you've always wanted to do something like this. So it was more of like an exhilarating, but also new and like, this is not my identity. Like this is weird. This is new, uncomfortable. So it was more exhilarating and scared versus like, well, this is my last resort, moving home. and Yeah, and that's a good point. Different. You know, I think there's very different ways, you know, pe- people take leap of faiths. You know, sometimes yeah. we are forced into it when we have, we're fired from a job or there's a health crisis in our life or something that sort of pushes you into that direction versus, you know, having that inner knowing and saying, I need to make this leap of faith because this pull within me is so real. Yeah, I think I have a similar story, you know, with our facilitator training is the same way I came. I was very stressed out, very burnt out this last year. And really, you know, ended up doing some breath work with Sam, did a whole day session and the same thing, very 
inner knowing that that is what I need to leap and do. And I would say I have had that come up before. It's a matter of us really, I believe, trusting that inner voice, right? Sometimes we feel that or we notice something within ourselves that says, hey, you need to make a leap of faith or that it's almost like for me, like a bubbling up, like, you know, you've got to go and jump and make this leap. It's um, I've had that a couple of times in my life, maybe more than a couple. When I think about it, when I've had big decisions to make big scary things to leap into and just saying you know what I've just got such a pull that I have to make the decision to go do it versus having that external pull it's more of that internal pull if that makes sense mm-hmm. um, and yeah I think it's different for everybody but it's like understanding like really how when we have that internal pull which is so different because we can discount that, you know, so many times, right? We can say our brains will tell us, oh, you know, you're just being crazy or you're just, you know, this is a crazy idea you have or this is never going to work or whatever, you know, our egos want to just constantly push us in the other direction because they're made to keep us safe, right? And leaping into something of the unknown, leaping into something that's completely new and different. And like you said, you didn't know what facilitation was really all about or breathwork was all about but you made the leap anyway. It's really trusting that that inner knowing within ourselves, which I love when we can do that. It's trying to understand like, how can we get to that? How can we get more trust within our kind of that central channel? How do we get trust within our bodies? And when those strong emotions come up, that strong inner knowing saying, yes, this is something I really have to do, that we trust that and we trust that we move forward on that. Yeah, I love that. I do have a question. On those ones where you, like you knew, like with the breathwork facilitator program, like I knew I was going to do it, but I was still waiting to like reach out. You know what I mean? Mm. Like in those moments of that inner gut feeling of like, you know, this is right Mm -hmm. for you and the space between that feeling and actually taking action. Yeah. You know, what's going through your mind, what to actually propel you to take that action? Yeah. I think for me, really, it's been trusting. I've, I've worked over the last few years to really learn to trust that inner voice and to know that everything will be okay and it'll work out. We, we make such meaning in our lives about what is going to happen, especially when we're jumping to something in the unknown. A few years back, I made a leap and a decision to step into a high-level coaching program and spent more money than I've ever spent in my entire life. It was scarier than hell, you know, but it was amazing. Like, I just felt that inner, like, pull that was like, you have to do this. I made that leap. I jumped in. It was amazing. It was an amazing year, an amazing experience. I learned so much, grew so much. And there were challenges along the way, right? There's always going to be some challenges along the way, even when we make that leap, even when we say we're going to go against our ego. But I think, like I said, our egos are so strong and they're there to keep us safe. And when we try to make that decision, our natural tendency is to want to pull back and say, oh, oh no, oh no, you know, I'll just wait to reach out. I'll just hold off. Maybe something's going to else come up and, and stop me. Or I have to wait for somebody to actually invite me if this is real. And I, I totally get that because I've been in those situations as well. But that's truly, I think our ego just, you know, saying, hold on, what are you doing? You're trying, <laughs> trying to do mm-hmm. something that is going to, you know, be scary. That is not, you know, incongruence with what we truly identify with where we're at in our lives. And so making that change is always going to be somewhat scary, even when you have that internal pull. Yeah. Yeah. No, yes, you're right. It's totally about trust, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. 
Right. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that has helped me so much to say, oh my gosh, I need to let go of that fear. Fear can be a real, you know, killer to all of our dreams, right? You know, it can just stop us in our tracks and say, oh, no, no, no. Again, that's that ego. That's our meaning making machine that we're like, if we leap, we're going to be broke. We're going to be in trouble. We're going to, it's not going to work out like we want, yada, yada, yada. And all those things don't necessarily come to fruition, but it's our brains that just like keep us in that stuck place. So it's really just practice and learning, you know, how much that intuition is truly there to guide us to guide us into the right direction, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you have any other, you know, that you can think of just as you're moving into maybe this new world of facilitating breath work and being excited about that? How do you see and what kind of people are you wanting to work with? What kind of groups do you know your niche? You know, where, where is that kind of leading you or kind of like as we were talking about that inner knowing, like what is coming up and things can change all the time, right? But what is coming up and telling you that this is the next path that I want to go down? Yeah, I think just really educating people on on the powers of breath work and how it can help you, you know, regulate the nervous system and calm down your anxiety, calm down your stress. I think definitely reaching out, uh, helping out, you know, educators and, Mm -hmm. you know, teachers, everyone that works in the school, in the school system. Like I said, you know, we have monthly meetings and they always kind of bring in a component of mental health. They always have the counselors come in and kind of give, you know, statistics on, you know, teacher mental health, childhood, you know, mental health, mm-hmm. how we can take care of ourselves. So definitely going to reach out and see if I can, you know, do, you know, some integrative breath work with, with facilitators. And I mean, that would be cool if I could yeah. do something district wide and kind of uh, yeah. go around to different schools. So Oh, for sure. Yeah, that would be amazing, you know, and hugely needed. Can you talk a little bit about, you mentioned integrative breath work. What is that? So our listeners just understand a little bit what the difference is. What is integrative breath work if you're going to bring that into the schools? Right. So there are two types of breath work. So there's integrative and meditative. So integrative is a shorter version of breath work. It can be done in anywhere from a minute to 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And they're different. People are kind of wondering, well, why do I have to learn how to breathe? I breathe already. But they are very specific breath patterns used to calm down the nervous system, to make you feel safe, to calm down anxiety and stress. You know, normally people breathe, how people breathe normally, it's very shallow, which doesn't allow a lot of breath to come in to calm down the nervous system. So if you notice that whenever you're stressed, your breath is very short and very shallow. As I'm taking a deep breath right now. <laughs> right? So yeah. So, you know, with integrative breath, uh, there's many different patterns, but the main purpose is to get more oxygen in so that you can, and it's also very controlled too. So, you know, there's a purpose for that to calm the nervous system down. So you're not feeling, you know, that stress, that anxiety, that fight or flight that, you know, you need to, there's a tiger coming, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or there's some perceived threat right now. And then there's also meditative breath work, which is you know, much longer, anywhere from 15 minutes to 45 minutes. I've even seen people on YouTube do it for like three hours, which is yeah. insane. But so it's a longer session. Again, you know, different breath work patterns for meditative and meditative is more so, whereas integrative was more for calming the nervous system for stress, anxiety, meditative mm-hmm. is more for just processing emotions, just getting deep into the body mm-hmm. and hooking the mind and mm-hmm. just processing emotions that have been stuck there since childhood. Last week, 
last month, last year, and all the way to childhood. A lot of people don't sit and process their feelings, their emotions, things that have happened to them. They kind of just, you know, brush it off and that gets stayed, you know, they get stored in the body. So meditative is a great way to let that body and just let it process and let it come out. Absolutely. And I can see, you know, with integrative, certainly, you know, bringing that into the schools can be so helpful because, you know, in a busy day, just like in healthcare, you know, you don't have necessarily a lot of time to do something long, but, you know, even taking five minutes to calm that nervous system down, like you said, and really decrease that stress, anxiety, overwhelm, really tapping into our bodies is so powerful. That's why I love birth work too. So yeah. What I love the most about it is I've tried a whole bunch of different things. I've never felt physically felt. I think why I'm so attracted to breath work is that I never felt physically something in my body, like Mm -hmm. with meditating, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone's like, I can't meditate. My thoughts just going, you know, wild. But with breath work, I physically feel better in my body. And so as a visual person, I guess it was good to see and feel the difference so that's yeah that's awesome that's awesome so how would you say like you know we were talking about resilience and kind of coming from a challenging place certainly when you were in dallas moving back to houston that was long before breathwork but now would you say like in the last year how has breathwork really helped build your resilience being able to handle and take on challenges that you're facing still you know as year goes on and in the future Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely still, I would say still pretty new in my journey. I mean, I've only Mm -hmm. been doing it for about a year, but it definitely takes the sting out of it. You know, when I get those feelings of I can't do this or this is too hard, it definitely takes the sting out of it. Like, I don't know, like it just doing breath work, you just feel calm and safe. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess before the feelings you would feel in your body, I guess you would feel, I would feel nerves in my stomach. And then, you know, you do breath work and it kind of just goes away. You just feel, you make decisions from a much more calm state. Yeah. And more of like, it's going to like more of like, okay, well, it is what it is. You know, we'll see what happens. It's just a much calmer feeling, a much calmer state as opposed to like, okay, like an anxiety state. Like, okay, well, what if this doesn't work and what's going to happen? And I have too much on my plate. And it's like, okay, well, I have a lot to do, but all right, well, let me me do this chunk first and then I'll move on to that chunk. It's a much more relaxed and calm state. You still, you know, it's not like, you know, people are like, it's my breathwork's going to take all my problems away. It's not like that. You're able to tackle those problems from much more calm state. Absolutely. I I would agree with that, that you were saying, you mentioned just making, being able to make a decision more calmly and we're not taking it out of that hurried frenzy state, anxiety ridden state trying to make decisions. Because that's when we really, you know, start feeling that overwhelming stress, overwhelm, burnout, you know, all that kind of stuff when it's just too much too soon and too fast, right? So it's really slowing ourselves down so we can make those decisions. I love that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So where can people find you, Christy, you know, if they want to connect with you more, or, you know, want to talk a little bit more about breath work, how can they find you? It's not out yet, but I'm sure by the time, because <laughs> I'm just starting out too. So, yep. but by the time you do put it out there, we can put it in the show notes. Yep. <laughs> we'll put everything in the show notes, but they can reach you through on social media. Are you on Instagram, Facebook? I'm actually going to be on Pinterest and okay. I'm still, I'm still debating on Instagram or YouTube. I don't know yet. Okay. But for sure, Pinterest. Okay. 
And we will add those to the show notes when we come around to that. Awesome. Well, thank you, Christy, so much for joining us today on the Resilient Soul podcast. I absolutely adore you. And, you know, thank you so much for being here and being willing to come on and share your story. It's much appreciated. And I hope it, you know, a lot of people get a lot of value out of that because we all go through challenges, you know, in life. So thank you so much for sharing that today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for joining us today on the Resilient Soul podcast. And until next time, take care.